on this episode of Puro's Miners, bro, we talk about the basketball team going one and one plus the 2020 football schedules out. Talk about it. Puro's Miners, bro. And welcome to Puro's Miners, bro. Mondo the Boss, Redina, along with Alex Nicholas. What up, brother? How are you? How do you feel? What's good? What's good? I feel good, but I just want everybody to stop texting me about this Houston Astros stuff. I will no longer answer questions about this stuff, so please stop. Well, what are you talking about? The whole, I'm not even calling it a cheating. What I, happened? You know, the whole sign stealing stuff. Yeah. Let me just say this. As somebody that's played ball at a, at a decently high level, Happens everywhere. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, it, okay, not, well, how did they get caught though? I mean, how did they? How Mike did they, Fires, one of the old pitchers. The, the one of the, so, that's so how, somebody that, didn't get paid. Nah, I think he did. Oh, so well, hold up. Hold no, on, no, 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 no. Somebody I'm didn't say get this. their contract renewed. No, no, no. Is what I'm there's saying. A, no, I think that there's a really good person. Uh, who was it? Ken Rosenthal. Uh, there's a good media person that knows how to interview somebody to get them talking. Oh, so you think I a think journalist got I it out a of journalist, it by accident? Yes. I, not by accident. I think there was maybe a question during that interview or like a response. So he kind of triggered him and he baited him and then okay. he went for the kill. Okay. Um, but I mean, it happens in baseball. Uh, yeah, it does. You know, I, I, okay, I'm, a, you know, I, I'm. Baseball is a different sport than anything else. I think it's it's a yeah. mental game. Um, you know, using steroids, cheating, corking your bat, cheating, um, altering the baseball, cheating, uh, pine tar on your glove. I was about to say that. that cheating, stealing signs. When I was a when I was a senior at Andrews, this is why this one hits close to home. Okay, tell when me. When I was a senior at Andrews, we I knew the Bowie coach personally. I was dating. Uh, I was dating. He she was his niece. So I knew Bowie signs. We played them in a tournament at Andrews High School. I knew the curveball was coming, and I just unloaded on it. Okay. At the end of the game, I let the coach know, hey, we got your signs. He kind of laughed and was like, ah, you got us. Okay. It happens. Uh, here's the thing. If they steal the signs, it's still up to the player to do his part. Correct. It's kind of like... In football, like if you know the play is going to be coming at you, like you know it's going to be a running play to the right, and the defense knows that it's up to the defense to actually stop them when they run to the right. Correct. correct? But how was it like the, they're banging the trash cans? I mean, how? I mean, you know, it's it, it, it turns into the 2020 era because to me, you can classify it as as cheating because there was video involved. You know, and apparently they had the, the the video right outside the dugout. Um, apparently, the Astros manager destroyed it twice because he wasn't for that. Yeah, but it was very very. Okay, intricate. but here's here's the question that I've got, and we're talking about the Houston Astros thing. We'll get to UTEP in a couple of seconds because this is more interesting uh, than what's going on with UTEP. Uh, yes, I said that. Anyways, <laughs> um, so how does it get it in there so fast? Like 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 because like they just say they they're they're looking at at the at the the catcher doing the signs right and then how did whichever coach relay that quickly to the batter well this was all player driven okay. so apparently so how did that happen? apparently it started with their video guys their video guys were the ones that were kind of in the background looking up signs i don't know if they had it, there wasn't really specific but i was guessing maybe they had the capacity to zoom in on the catcher because you can okay, dictate okay. those. The, you uh, even if it's on like TV, if you're in a control room, 
You know what I mean? You got you, Zoom, you, baby. You, you have you Zoom. Zoom you can yeah. move. So that's where I'm guessing. And I'm thinking that each team, you know, just for example, like, and, and when I go back to my playing days, I mean, when we would play fall ball against Yasleta's JV and freshmen, we would be still in science. The guy at second, I would know. My friend, we would have an intricate system. If he would wing it, if he goes wing, that means it's a breaking ball. If he goes like that or like rings his wrist, that's a fastball. Those were, and but it wasn't always consistent. You know what I mean? We had to figure it out. I'm, you know, if I think that if I'm on second base and I think this is a curveball, I'm not going to do this. I got to know. So those players obviously are the players, the people behind it, obviously had some sort of system that verified that it was correct so to I be mean, able to relay that. They, they, relay were, that. they were watching tape from the other series, it from could, the regular exactly. season, I think things it was, of that nature. I think it was deeper. I think also, too, I was reading something where, uh, where other third base coaches would – position cameras on the other team's third base coaches to steal their signs that also there was there was people so so i mean and, and so that, that's why what i'm saying stealing stealing signs i don't have a problem with i do have a problem with, with corking bats uh, yeah with steroids okay. you know pine tar i do have but, but stealing signs what what do you think of the punishment you know you lost jm the coach and, yeah. and now it's going out you know the, the, the new boston red Sox or the red sox he, coach they he's just out said it right now yeah they he's just, out too they just, just right now they part i he's just out. got a twitter he's He's that. out. He's so out as well. I, what I have, I, and I like that. I five do, million dollars. I, I don't mind the punishment. Two draft picks. That's harsh. That's harsh. The five million, the two draft picks. That that won't be felt in the next couple of years for Houston Astros, but that will be felt down the road. I only have a problem with is that they didn't hold no players accountable. I think if you're gonna hold the the management, which they should, because obviously yeah. the management knew something, whether they agreed with it or not, they knew something was going on. My problem is how come no no players were suspended or fined. That's all I wanted. I don't think yeah. no players should be banned for this, but if we're gonna be full circle and punish in, and they, yeah. what I feel, they laid the hammer on Houston because you never seen this no. type of yeah. issue before, and then suspend. I mean, the last person that was suspended for any time, Pete Rose, was banned a lifetime. For, if I'm correct, yeah, and, and then, it was Betty, and then before. That the black socks, and, and, the, the, and they, they still haven't. He still hasn't got him back. So in. yeah, so it's an interesting um, subject. They the take the World Series championship away, and that's the fact of the matter. My whole that's family thread that's that, that I put I'm on saying. today. Do they still are, are they still the world champions? You, you Dodger fans out there that are that are salty and blowing up my phone today. Todavía, still. The 2017 World Series. Champs. I mean, it is what it is, you know. Uh, <laughs> now, if they took away, sure. now if they took away the world, like if they, you know, the NCAA, you know, kind of. The, I, I thought maybe when this came out, I was thinking, okay, if it's real serious, if it's super serious, they're going to take away. They, a what they took USC's away, right? At USC's is the one because they took the Heisman away yeah, from, from Reggie, Reggie Bush. Yep. Things of that nature, but come on now, you know that the Dodgers didn't win that. Yeah, I mean. Astros are were a good team that year. Still a good team. Going to be a good team this yeah, year. Yeah. By the way, I got you to talk here for about five minutes. Even though I say you were going to talk about it, I got you to talk about it for about five minutes. I knew exactly <laughs> what was going on, but I knew I could get it you to good talk to about get it, it off my chest. Now, I know it does. Now, now, now my you family know. has questions or friends. It referred to the first five minutes of PMB, please. Exactly. It's kind of like I won this Cowboy season and I wanted to go off, but I couldn't. So, anyways. <laughs> Uh, the minor basketball team, the men's basketball team, by the way, the women's basketball team, How Caliente, very hot. Congratulations, Coach Baker, good road what, the, split. what the the women are doing. You know, Good, good, good road team. split last week. You know, you wanted to at least split. And the way that they handled uh, Ole Miss, or Ole, not Ole Miss, Southern Miss, with that offensive explosion, the 89 points. You know, when I look at that women's program, if you do something that Keita Adams never did, which was score 80-plus points in a road game in conference, you're headed in the right direction. And we talked about it two podcasts to go yep. about the direction of this program of you know we're still on the fence of has this program arrived 
arrived. We don't know yet. Um, you know, we I've went to a game this year and I felt like they've turned the corner. Um, in terms of consistency, now it's can you consistently win? And I'm excited for the rest of the conference play with these women. Katia Gallegos, she is a star, averaged 19 points, I think about eight assists last week. She we is covered her for two years. She's going to be an all conference freshman selection there, possibly conference USA freshman year. I haven't looked at too many stats there, but I mean, what a job Kevin Baker has been doing. We're rooting these ladies all the way to Frisco. And just like the men, it seems like Conference USA for the women's appears to be open at the moment. So let's talk about, so like I said, congratulations to the uh, tremendous job the women's team is doing right now and Coach Kevin Baker. So let's talk about the men. Uh, they split uh, this past week. Uh, they won on Thursday, uh, but then they lost on Saturday to uh, Louisiana Tech. Um, they, I think they were lucky they won on Thursday. Yeah. You know, but I mean, uh, but at a certain point, you got you got to give who they play again. I would Southern Miss. Southern Miss, you know, only winning four games when they played UTEP at that at that particular point. You know, there was no reason why that game should have been even that close. Right now, you know what? I think it was a disappointing weekend for the program. Um, yes, you take that win against Southern Miss on Thursday to open up the weekend, but you played patty cakes with them for thirty two minutes, and you know, looking at, you, it's easy to look at a schedule. And look at a team's four and eleven record, and like, oh well, you know, they they won maybe one division, one team. They're trash. Um, you know, it's easy to say that, but then when you see how bad that Southern Miss was, yeah. and to see that UTEP was, you know, they were hanging around with UTEP because UTEP just, I don't know what it is since it was sloppy play. It's just been sloppy, man. And, and, and offensively, a team like Southern Miss, um, you know, you should be able to move the ball around. You know, you should be able to have some sort of offensive flow, some offensive IQ in a sense, and we just. Just continue to not see that with the miners. Now, granted, um, they were able to, to pull away, you know, late in that game. Uh, Southern Miss ran out of juice. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah, guys. they did. You know, this was a close game. The miners went on a 12 1 run in that ball game. And in Southern Miss, Southern missed themselves. Let's just be I'll completely honest during yep. that stretch. There was a lot of turnovers. The miners got some fast break points. Uh, I think there was a couple and ones in there as well. And the miners, you know, honestly, in that game, you, you know, everybody's talking about you know, the free throws. and But when I look at that game, there was three or four very questionable calls on Southern Miss in that game. And if I'm, if I'm a Southern Miss fan, I'm not happy with the officiating, which it sort of helped Utah. But yeah. at the end of the day, hey, the Miners made their free throws. They made, and, and that's, that's, why that's they a won. positive. You know, that's why they whether won. Whether those fouls were fouls or not, the fact of the matter is the Miners converted and that kept them alive as well as Southern Miss played for their standards. Even though they were fumbling the ball and they had some pretty dumb turnovers as well, the Miners still just, it, it, it's the same deal you know what i mean every week and, and now you're getting into the la tech game you know they were able yeah. to close it out with that run now you go to the la tech game and la tech is is, is a better opponent so you know so you kind of throw out a lot of different things um i thought i thought they came out better in the la did. tech game they, they really did, did. The, it's like, almost like they played to the level of the competition right and like i said so you can throw out the little mistakes here and there because you're upping your competition you're not playing southern miss but the most disappointing thing about this team and this is the third Third, fourth time this has happened. The Miners blowing that lead in the last three minutes when there's no timeout called. There's no offensive set play that's that's continually running. It's the same pick and roll, pick and pop. You know, you're looking at how UTEP sets up on offense. It's four out. Somebody comes and sets the screen. Most of the teams are hedging that that screen and roll where that screen that screener isn't there. And not and most of the time, the last game against Louisiana Tech, there was three or four times when Effie rolled twice, so did Bryson, and they didn't hit him on the roll. Yeah. You know, and, and that right there, that 
that action is a wasted action. So right now the miners have a very boring offense. And, 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 and that's not saying points, rebounds. It's boring is the fact that there's no back cuts going on. There's no sort of action. It's throw the ball into Bryson and let's just hope he gets fouled. Or let's drive to the lane and, and hope we get fouled. At this point of the season, we talked about this in November yep. where, you know what, we expected that. We felt that, you know what, that's what's going to be the norm starting on the season. But you figure out your rotations. You figure out your team. You know, you throw you, – you're able to implement things by this time of the season. That hasn't happened for UTEP. And that results I, into I, this I, big I, stat that I want to throw out here. I, I, go ahead. The Miners are turning the ball over on 18.6% of their possessions this year. That's it. You don't got to look at any other statistical measurements, metrics. It's straight from Ken Palm. You know, that right there, when you're turning the ball over 18% of the time you have it, that's why this minor team is stuck in the 50s and the 60s, man. I thought uh, against uh, Southern Miss, if it wasn't for, for Boom playing the way he did, they would have lost that game. Uh, and then the La Tech game, he really didn't take that many shots, I, I felt, that, that Boom did. And then as far as uh, Villa, I mean – Right now, you. Bro, I think we're, he's like he's like he's uh, all props to my boy uh, Duke Keith on the uh, ESPN Plus uh, broadcast, and his partner talking about how it was something that we've been talking about. You can tell that he doesn't have confidence right, right. now, you know. But when he hit that first three in La Tech, you can tell he got a little bit like excited, but then it went back. He's yeah. right right now. He does not have any confidence from what we can tell from uh, sitting in the stands, right. you know, because just like it did, I think it was a uh, FIU. Where it was at the when the game was on the line and they ran that play, they gave the ball to him. He didn't know what to do. Turnover. If I'm correct against Louisiana Tech, that's exactly what happened at the very last time that they, they possessed the ball. Yeah, and and it's at this point of the season that's those are Anthony Tark's minutes. Obviously, Tark has that that injury that happened. I believe that was on the road um, and one of the floor the last Florida school, the FAU game. Um, so he's and he came back in that game, which was interesting. So, you know, I, when the injury happened, it looked very serious. He was wincing in pain. And then a few minutes later, he came back into that game. So I didn't think that that was going to be something ongoing. But clearly, Anthony Tark brings a different energy um, to that four spot, which Eric Villa has now. Um, the big question in that game was why wasn't Effie Odizi in that ball yep. game late? Because Effie was very active in that game against Louisiana Tech. He seemed to, you know, Louisiana Tech. Um, they're not a, they're never a big team. They're, they they like to run their athletes. So you know, having two guys, a six nine and a six nine guy in there, you would think would be, you know, a key. Um, same thing with Sule Boom's minutes. He didn't play very many minutes in that ball game. Um, you know, even you go back to Thursday, Deion Stroud, ten minutes. 10 points right off the bench saw two minutes in the second half there's still a lot of questions about what Ronnie Terry wants out of his lineups and, and again the late the late game lineups that's the most questionable thing you know particularly when you know I think as fans we think okay hot hand hot hand hot hand you know what I mean? Go with your hot hand, whether it's defense or offense. And I think that's where you see fans getting upset with Rodney Terry's because you got you have guys like Sule who had a hot hand Thursday, and then he's not in the game in big yep. stretches. You know what I mean? And you have a guy like Jordan Lathan who's you know really he, he's he's lost a lot. You know what I mean? He's at the beginning of this when we opened up this podcast again this year, we were speaking high praises of Jordan Lathan. This guy's a point guard of the future. Clearly, something is going on inside the program where his head isn't in it no more. And and and, and I think it's safe to say are, that. Are you surprised that um, he played that much? I was. I, I re- after after missing a whole week I, and not being there, uh, the transfer portal. 
and things of that nature. I really was. I, I really was because, you know, you're looking at Nigel Hawkins, who per, he, he's steady. You know, Nigel, he's not a guy and that's... He, but, Nigel put himself in the portal, but he, he didn't miss any time. And, and, but Jordan missed the whole week, and, two games. And then during that road trip, you know, Nigel, it was Nigel and Sule. Obviously, Derek Edwards was, was handling the point, yeah, too. Yeah. But, you, you know, uh, Nigel was basically the first guard off the bench in that situation. Now, you know, he couldn't find the floor in that second half of that game. Yeah. It was Jordan. So... That is a big question mark, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of things right now, I just, I feel like, you know, the late game coaching decisions by Ronnie Terry and his staff are the reason why this team is struggling. The reason why, what is it now? Six of their last eight. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it just, it, it blows my mind in the last three minutes of the ball game where UTEP, I don't know how many times it's happened this year. You know, I, I didn't, I, this one, I'm going off the cuff. I didn't even bring my. Well, I can uh, tell you, FIU, if, if, um, if AU, uh, they should have won those games, you uh, know, lost the Hawaii, the Hawaii, game. the last even, game in Hawaii, even trip. a point to that Boise game, even in the sense where, you know, these scoring droughts, you know, where is the, you know, I, I'm going to go here. I, I don't even care. I'm gonna go here. You know, we're paying somebody almost a, a milli to coach this basketball team. You know, he has a nice assistant, uh, assistant basketball, assistant coach pool. UTEP has all the resources in the world. You know, if we're paying a coach that much money, why are we having boring offensive sets in the last four minutes of crunch time? Why can't he call a timeout and and draw up a particular play or draw up a particular set where UTEP can expose something? I haven't seen UTEP expose anybody on offense. Now I've seen teams expose UTEP on defense because UTEP does pressure a lot. They they they're aggressive on defense. So some teams will f- force that extra pass to get UTEP off balance and boom there's a need to lay up. I don't see the miners doing that. And that's frustrating. That's frustrating because Rodney Terry is an experienced coach. He's an experienced coach, and this is his team. And I get it. I, I get it. This is year two. You know, you want to put the excuse that there's young guards. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. But these guys have been practicing together for a year. If you can't figure out a set play to get you a bucket with Bryson Williams, who is an NBA prospect, I, I, don't, I don't know what we're paying Rodney Terry for in the last three minutes of the game. And that goes back to that FIU loss, yep. you know, when, you know, you, you just needed a bucket in that game. You just some somebody just needed to draw up a bucket for a slam for a layup to get you some momentum. And, and remember, Terry was out of that game because of the the illness, Correct. because of the medicine he took. Uh, but the bottom line is, we want to see that stuff. And the good thing for the miners is the rest of Conference USA is not having a stellar year so far. You know, so then you got a UTSA team coming into the Don Haskins Center. Wednesday, which will be tonight, if you're listening to and and Saturday. Well, they got back to back, back to yeah. So they got uh, UTSA here at the Haskins Center on Wednesday, and then they'll have UTSA in San Antonio uh, on Saturday. So it's rare back to back the same team, but it's going to happen. UTSA destroyed La Tech. Uh, What are your thoughts on this game? It's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult. UTSA likes to play in the 70s, and they can play in the 70s. I mean, you know, the Miners, as good as they are defensively, I don't know if they've seen a scoring tandem like Javon Jackson and Keaton Wallace. Those two dudes are real, man. I mean, you know, it's easy to look at stats and be like, ah, you know what, that's a product of, of maybe their system or whatever. No, those dudes those dudes really can go. Um, Javon Jackson, I, I'll be disappointed if he's not on an NBA training camp roster. No, no notice I said NBA roster or NBA training camp. He deserves a look at the, at the next level. Um, Keaton Wallace is kind of a different type of 
player, but I mean, Javon Jackson, he's worth the price of admission. Like he's one of the main reasons why I'm going to the game tomorrow. Like I've requested to leave work early to, to make sure that I, that I see this dude play. Like he's one of those guys, you know what I mean? He's one of those dudes that just can go. He's a scoring machine. The miners, they cannot afford to, if they get it, they can't afford to be sloppy and inefficient in an up and down game. You know, if the miners if the miners turn it over eighteen percent of the time, They're if done. they if they shoot twenty nine percent from the field or thirty percent from the field, that's a ten point UTSA lead. You know, this UTSA team is efficient. Um, they will run tempo. They'll get up and down, but they're efficient. That's what's that's the difference between these two teams. UTEP is efficient when Bryson Williams has the ball underneath the basket. That's the only time UTEP has been efficient this year. The miners are going to have to score in the seventies in this game, and that's been a problem. I mean, you can look at the the schedule. When was the last time the miners scored as simple as that is you know we I, I try not to be simple in terms of points per game uh you know stuff like that but you know you, th- this is one of those games where the miners have to score 70 points you're you're facing a team that can really put the ball in the basket and a team that that has schemes to put the ball in the basket like i said you know you're talking about wallace you're talking about jackson those are they're great players but you know coach henson also is a really great X's and O's guy that has is a big reason why those guys get their buckets. So, you know, you're looking at that to me. If the miners are stuck in the 60s, if, we're, if they're shooting a terrible percentage, if they're ter- struggling to turn the ball over, it's going to be a rough, another rough week. And, and let's just say this, you know, to stay in the top in that conversation for top four because, like you mentioned, conference USA is wide open, yeah, wide so the F open. So That's so how so wide so it so only so is. So you can get the buy for the tournament is what we're talking about. And, and – that to me, that's the most important thing because I think, and, and I'll say this, and I'm going to say this now, and I, you know, I don't as the season goes on, but as of this week, anybody can win that tournament in Frisco, anybody, including UTEP, of course. So what you want to do is make it easier for yourself. Get that first round by three versus four. I'll take the three, but if UTEP wants to be in that conversation of that pod. You got to sweep this weekend. I think you can possibly afford to lose one game, but you, but I mean, if you do, you got to win out. You got to go on a win streak. You know, if UTEP splits, they got to at least win five of their next hey, six to, to stay in that group. Um, you know, you're looking at FAU. FAU's at right now at the top of the conference. What, what am I talking about? <laughs> think about this. No, FAU's no. the top of the conference, UTEP, man. You just should have won that game exactly. easily. I mean, so, easily. So right now, UTEP pretty much is in must win mode. I mean, you know, you you're not like you know, like I said, we're not panicking now because like we've told you guys from the beginning of, of August, it's all about the it's, it's all, all about, about Frisco. Frisco and this baby. team will be ultimately judged on how they do in Frisco. Correct. But you know, you want to see some sort of improvement on I that. I think offense, they're gonna man. go, I think they're gonna split. I think, think it's I think it's very hard to beat a team two times yeah. in a row. It'd be one thing like if you had a week in between or something like that, but you're playing them on a Wednesday, then you're playing them on a Saturday. You know, it's gonna be very tough because whatever whatever you did. If the other coach is good, he should have made adjustments, right. and all, and also the players. That I just saw this guy, so I know, I know, I know his tendencies. And now the big thing for the miners is their personal adjustments inside yep. their own locker room. You know that to me is the biggest thing in this game. Can the miners hang? Can they find some sort of offensive consistency? I think you got to get Daryl Edwards and more catch and shoot yeah. opportunities. You know the catch and shoot opportunities of the last game, Eric Villa. Yeah, that's what and I'm that's saying. It. You're, you're not getting your you, the guys that give you a better shot at at knocking down those threes, hitting those key buckets, and that's what's happening. The, I, I think 
the whole gist of these scoring droughts and and where the miners look great for three straight possessions and they look like you and I trying to play a pickup game at the YMCA. It has to do with this lineup rotation. And and the sad thing about it is Rodney Terry still hasn't figured this out. I don't know. You know, every coach is stubborn. Every coach has their vice. I can't figure it out what it is. Now, can you imagine if if these guys would have really left? Oh, I mean, think about the the guys that put themselves in the portal. Yeah, I if mean, they would have left. You're with, I mean, but but see, but I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look at it twofold and kind of be a little bit of an a hole here. I mean, those guys ain't producing anyways. You know what yeah. I mean? In a yeah. sense. So, but but it, what it does is it gives your it, it keeps your your depth and you know the familiarity that both Nigel and Jordan have. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, what do we think about? It? I mean, what are you really missing? I, I, need, I need I need guys to be more aggressive, and the only one I really see aggressive is boom Bryce. when when you. Or, and, right. and, and and of course Bryson Williams because he's the best player that they've got. But I'm talking about the other guys. Is boom is the here's one that another, I see. Here's another guy that I, that I'm not so much calling him out, but I would like to see more aggressiveness because he has the ability to get to the rim and. and which for this team getting to the free throw line is a win. You know, Caden Archie. I was about to say he, that he's, he's a, the transfer he, he, guy, right? I like he, he's he's aggressive. He's a, he's a guy that will play a great two or three minute segment. He'll have four or five points. He'll grab some boards. He'll even get a defensive stop, and you won't hear from him till the next game or, or two games from now. Yeah. You know, it, it, his shot. Obviously, his three point shot is not where it needs to be. But if you get a guy like Caden Archie that can give you that inside outside presence at the guard spot. That's what UTEP's missing. They're missing that scoring guard right now. And if the Miners can find that, like I said, it doesn't, to me, everybody's talking about, oh, point guard this, point guard this. Yes, UTEP does need a point guard to facilitate things, but they just need a scoring guard to also step up and take the load off. Somebody that can create their own, somebody that can get to the free throw line. Caden Archie has that ability, just hasn't been consistent enough for the Miners. Right. But, you know, this week, like you mentioned, so this what do you, is a what tough do you think? Week. I'm saying they're going to split. I, have, I mean, I'm saying because I have yet to see this UTEP team learn how to finish so i think that this minor i think at home the miners have a chance i think tomorrow night the miners have a chance if they're able to find a way to take one of those guys jackson or wallace out of the game that's that'll keep utsa within striking range but if the miners cannot figure out how to stop both of them or one of them it's going to be a long night on the road i'm not sold on this team on the road I don't think it's going to happen on the road, but if it's going to happen, and I, I ha- I'm not fully sold on it, but I, it's a possibility that the Miners can pull this out. But on the road, I, this it's team, been a while, right? This it's been minutes eight, since they've won eight, in, eight, on the road. Eighteen straight losses on the road. Rodney wow. Terry has never won a, a road game as a Damn, head coach. Damn, starting to sound the like the football team. So I mean, it, you. You know, I just see a totally different team. You know, I, I see a team with zero confidence. I see a team on the road that relies on number 11, Bryson Williams, way too much, way too much on the road. Um, you know, guys like Sule, guys like all the guys that we talked about have to step their game up just that much, on particularly on offense. Defensively, and notice we didn't talk about defense because nope. this team is good defensively. Set, they're set on defense. This minor team That's is what's good. Keeping they're, them they're, in the game. they're well That's, coached. Yep. You know, I trash Rodney Terry right now about his offense, but you know, hey, they're well coached defensively. They know their concept and what annoys me is because every time after the game Ronnie Terry's talking about oh we defend hard we defend hard what's up with the offense bro what, what, what you know you need to make when are you gonna too. address the offense you know you I score. mean this is a different style of basketball these days you gotta hit your threes you got I mean you know my, my grandfather made a great point the other night um the miners were second half because they were coming this way I said in section N um miners working the ball around it was great ball movement to the corner there was a shooter in the corner and Caden Archie right there next to the shooter 
I mean, spacing, man. <laughs> it's 2020. You yeah. look at some of these offenses, these teams that have great offense, UTSA, you're going to see how well they space and how yeah. well they give yeah. you. Like, that right there bothers me. And, and, you know, my grandfather the whole time was like, why are you down on the coaching staff? Why are you? This was before the game. Yeah. By the six-minute mark of the second half, he's looking at me and he's saying, no, this is you're right. You're not just being an a hole. The coach, something yeah. isn't right there. And like I said, it's it, it's it's simple. It's it, this is not pe- pa- you know pressing the panic button. We talked about that last week. Yeah, we did. Simple adjustments that can turn this team into an average team into where they should be an above average team with a star player. So this is a, another big test for the miners this week. And and like you said, times two. You know, I'm close to calling it a split. You know, I just I, I, I got to see this offense improve Wednesday. And I'm hoping that, you know, with the offensive team across the floor, that so kind of so, pushes so, the issue. So you're saying that if they lose at the Haskins Center, they're losing in San Antonio. Oh, yeah. And I think they're losing in San Antonio automatically. What I think, if they lose this week, oh, boy. I mean, that keep an eye on the transfer portal yeah, because so we'll, we'll see. Because if this team starts off one and five in conference, then, then we got some problems. Then, then that. Then we might need to dust off that panic button and maybe start thinking about what happens when we push that button because a one in five start, you know, you, you're that talking about you, you, the adversity that this team went through a few weeks and, ago and, and losing one of two games and you start and, and, and you, start, you see a fallout. You start thinking about it. Today is January the 14th. Tomorrow's January the 15th. We got the rest of this month and then next month and that's it. Yeah, and that's it. And you I mean, know, you start thinking about it. You know, are we going to? We're already middle of January. We got February. Then it's March Madness. Yeah. Just like that. So this team really needs to figure it out because, like I said, then at that point, a split with UTSA is fine. I'm cool with that. Yep. Even if they just play terrible on Saturday, you get one this week, that's fine. You can go two and four into your next round of games and just hope, okay, now we need to win four out of five. UTSA is supposed to be the top team in the conference, just like yeah. La Tech was. Yeah. So, you know, I'm okay with that. But you got to you gotta, you gotta get the yeah. one they, out. I, I still think they got to learn how to finish, and hopefully yes. they, they will get that. They'll do it tomorrow at the Haskins and Center, coaching, and they don't carry man. on. Exactly. So, I, like think, I, said, I think that when I talk about the last four minutes of them not being able to drop a bucket or call a timeout, you know, when I'm over here comparing Rodney Terry side, that's what I'm talking about. Being able to finish the game, it's, it's on the coach staff being able this week to find those set plays you know that you can throw in without calling a timeout you know having these guys kind of just second nature of it that's what i want to see this week the the beauty the beauty of basketball is compared to football is in basketball you got way too many you have way more games as opposed to football football you get 12 and that's it basketball you get way more than that so you there's more opportunities to fix it you know football is not the same case so speaking of football the, uh, we, have tw- a, we have 12 games to talk about. We have yeah. sweet transition tw- there, Monster. 20, I like what yes, you did. thank you. I, I'm a professional. <laughs> I've done this a couple of times. Uh, the uh, 2020 Utah football schedule came out last week. I think it came out like on Thursday or whatever yeah. it is, something like that. So uh, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I already knew. Right. I already knew the schedule. Yeah. I just, we just didn't know. I knew the first four games already. Those were set in stone. Yeah, we were just wearing the, the but, conference But, but the conference games, um, we, we did not know what date they were. So I'm going to go through them. I'm going to go through the, the whole games. And then after that, we'll talk about that. So the season starts September the 5th here at the Sun Bowl. Texas Tech comes and visits the UTEP Miners. Then the next week, we travel to Nevada, and we go to Reno, and we're going to play at Nevada, September the 12th. A week after that, September the 19th, 
The Miners go to Texas, to beautiful Austin, Texas, play the Texas Longhorns at Texas. Loss. September the 26th, the Battle of I-10 this year is in September, where we're usually... Well, that's when After it the bye week, happens. right? No, it's before the bye so week. So before, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, I haven't so, ingrained it yet. So the first four weeks starting September the 5th, 12th, 19th, and the 26th. On the whole month of September, UTEP is played. So September 26th, at home against NMSU. Then the next week, October the 3rd, that's the uh, bye, bye week. By the way, this year, last year, they had two bye Double weeks. Double byes. This year, we have one bye because last year, they started at the end of August. Right. This year, they're starting... The first weekend of September, which is better for everybody, I do believe. October the 10th at Louisiana Tech. <laughs> October the 17th, Southern Miss here in El Paso. This is the one I am not looking forward to one bit. October the 24th at Charlotte. <laughs> hey, the plane ride just going to suck. That's what everybody tells yeah. me. I'm going from what people tell me. Yeah. Some of these trips. It's like they, like they, they told me the, the trip to... Uh, FIU, which is in Miami, Bienvenido, uh, Miami, you know. The plane ride going, not bad. It was like three, three hours, three and a half hours, whatever. On the way back, it sucked. I ain't going to lie to you, it sucked. Getting we, back we, in the east. We, from we, the- we got home like at 4 a.m. Yeah. I ain't going to lie to you. That that trip sucked. And the Miners have not won a game in the Eastern Conference? No, of course Our Eastern not. Conference, Eastern Time Zone, yeah. by the way. Not the NBA. Uh, October the 31st. Hey, they're playing on Halloween. Yeah, that's nice. Here at home against North Texas, so that'll be cool. I might dress up for that one. November the 7th. <laughs> November the seventh. I was gonna say something funny. I was gonna. I'm gonna dress up as a as a win. It's <laughs> a joke, y'all. Uh, November the seventh. Uh, FIU is is here in El Paso, Ooh. so that means back to back home week. games. Election Correct. Week. Yes. November the seventeenth. Excuse me. November the fourteenth at UTSA. So uh, that'll be interesting. They're gonna make the trip to San it's a Antonio. Late November yeah. game there. Usually they play in October. That is correct. November the twenty first. UAB is here at the Sun Bowl, and that is the last. Game here in the Sun Bowl as the Miners are going to end the, the regular newly renovated Sun Bowl. Yeah, let's see if they finish that in time. <laughs> I'm being honest with you. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I thought the, supposed to be finished uh, last okay, year. Okay, allegedly. okay. I'm going to stop. From what I saw for the last game when they played uh, Rice here at the Sun Bowl, as to from what I saw during the Sun Bowl game, I didn't see any that much progress. Yeah, well, you got to think about too. I mean, with the holidays, but you would think they would put. Little bit of work before exactly. the holidays, so it'll be interesting when we go to that spring game. I'll be honest with you, see. man. From the entire football season, yeah, I didn't it see didn't that much. much. Yeah, I didn't true. see that much progress. Right. I mean, maybe they couldn't. Maybe now, you know, now they don't that. have anything because the the the. the but the, think about it too. In the, March coming up, though, is, well, is, is the monster say, trucks. And I was gonna say, I was about to say that that the monster trucks is the last big thing that they've got, and yeah. that's always the first weekend in March. March. And then after that, they can just do whatever yeah, they, they want. Have, to do. I mean, you think about the spring game. You can move the spring game to I mean, the sack. It is one spring practice, right? You know. So yeah, you're not worried about that. Yeah, at all. That's what I was trying to say. So anyways, the. The end of se- they, they end the season on the road. We go to Houston against Rice. So once again, here is the schedule. That's November 20th. Once again, that's Thanksgiving weekend. So no, actually, Thanksgiving is going to be, I don't know. We'll see what it is. Texas, here it is. Now, all right, do you want to go win-loss? You want, no? You want to wait? You want to wait to see what, yeah. who the quarterback yeah. is and stuff like that? We'll all do right. that next fall. All right, I, I'm not. Texas Tech, Nevada, Texas, NMSU, Louisiana Tech, Southern Miss, Charlotte, North Texas, FIU, UTSA, UAB, Rice. It's going to be a long year. All I'm going to say is this team's going to start 1-5 and because, I mean, it's a tough out-of-conference schedule, and then you open with La Tech, who's always good. 
Yeah, at always La good Tech. at La Tech, and then Southern Miss is supposed to be the favorite next year in Conference USA. And Southern Miss is it, 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 they're always good. Those, that's so you're tough. saying so you're saying they have a chance against NMSU. I I mean, depending on what NM, you know, and that's depending on first of all, depending on who's the quarterback at UTEP. You know what I mean? Look at that. Um, New Mexico State they've been down since their you know big. Bowl victory, whatever you want to call it, a couple years ago. Um, they haven't been the same. That was a one-year wonder. Everybody that follows football in this area knows that was a one-year wonder. So the, the playing field is basically even again between UTEP and New Mexico State. You know, but the, the, the like fact of the matter is, it, it, to me, you know, Dana Demo hasn't beaten New Mexico State in his two years. So I, I'm not confident enough. And that's why I'm saying that that could be it, a it, win. But it's, it, to it's me, like, it's, like, it's a toss-up. That's, it, it, but it, that's the game. That's the it, closest it, game it, they can it, win. It, it's hard for us to judge what is going to happen next year because there's so many factors. Because yes. the quarterback is going to be different. It's either going to be Gavin Hardison or TJ Goodwin. You know, hey, how about this? What what if I mean I'm not ruling out the fact that if UTEP could go get them a grad transfer quarterback either. I'm 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 not saying that we yeah. have info on that, but I mean think it's, about it's, it. And, if and, if, and, if, and, if uh, but think about this, Q Wally's gonna be back. Wally's gonna be back. Yeah. Dion's gonna play this year yeah. for sure. You know, because last year going into the season, we thought Dion was gonna play. Yeah. He didn't play. Uh, big big up big up to my man Ray Flores. Got a lot of playing time last year. Very very proud of him. You know so. They're going to have a lot of experienced guys coming back next year. Um, I will see. It's gonna. It's a. It's a tough start. Yeah. People will be at the Sun Bowl at Texas Tech because it's Texas Tech. I mean, but how many people though? You think uh, they'll I get think 30, it's going to draw thir- thirty I, I, yeah. to thirty-five? I think that'll be the, the I, biggest I game I that's going to draw. I mean, usually when Texas Tech has came here, I mean, even yeah. the, well, the Aaron there's Jones a, there's, here there's, that, there's, that year. There's, there's a lot of Red Raider fans here in El Paso, yeah. so I I think that game is going to draw. You know, then we go to Nevada. But like you said, I don't know. It depends which UTEP team shows up because the Miners could have easily beat Nevada here, but then he made the call where he switched to quarterbacks where he didn't have to. Then it went it derailed there. Texas, let's be realistic, man. That's a money game. Yeah. I mean, and right now, I'm just saying and right now because of what it is, you know. Texas should be a lot better than yeah. that. They were very young this year, but Tom Herman has recruited well. That's going to be a team for. Full of studs. Let's man. just full say, of, like, if, if, if UTEP beats Texas, studs. he's gonna get fired. Oh yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Honestly, there's no UTEP's probably gonna be about a 25 to 30 point fate, uh, underdog, and Texas what should if they don't cover if Texas doesn't cover. If I'm a Texas fan, I'm questioning Tom Herman because they have a lot of talent over there in the 40 acres. New Mexico State is always a toss up. It, it all depends what happens. The Miners had that game here in, at uh, Las Cruces, and then right before the halftime, I think that's when a couple of personal yeah. fouls. There, it's, it's always things that you don't think. You know, like a player making a stupid penalty that costs you the game. That also happened against Nevada. So we'll see. So that's the. Um, it, I, it's going to be. A, a, it's a tough schedule. It I'm is. not going to lie to you. We could have a repeat of what we just went through. Yeah, could, and that's going to be a very long year for somebody that's in this room right now. Yeah, and, I mean, well, both of us, because I got to watch it, too, <laughs> talk about it every week. But, yeah, I mean, but you're looking at those first six games. I mean, that it's tough. You know what I mean? Those are proven teams. You know, we're not coming in here just trashing. I mean, no. look at that schedule. Those are proven teams against an unproven program. You know, like, like, I, like I, I think they can beat Rice because Rice, the, yeah, the data, data transfer quarterback, you know, this the, year. Yeah, and, then, and then there was a revenge game from them because we destroyed them over there. Um, FIU, I think the Miners can win that game because the Miners could have won the game down in Miami. I'm um, not sure. There, if, there, there if were FIU mistakes. just recruits well. I mean, I just, I, 
Everybody's out recruiting UTSA. UTEP. Did they sign the same quarterback? They, they it depends. They're gonna have it'll either be Frank Harris or Narcisse. I think both of them will be back. UTSA is always a toss up. This time's in yeah. San Antonio. I'm just talking from experience of like the, the teams how they how, years, how they yeah. how they played them. You yeah, know, it's just, it's just hard for me. I mean, right now with this UTEP team, I I have zero confidence in this program. I have zero confidence in Dana Demo to turn this around. You know what I mean? I'm just being as brutally honest as I can. It just it's a show me thing with this UTEP football team. And they're going to have to prove it. Yeah. And, and like I said, uh, the like I said, the highest attended game will be that first you game know against what? Texas Tech. Honestly, out of those first four games, it, it, as long as they don't get blown out in those first, even if they go 0-4, but they compete in, that's, you know, we talked about, we, everybody was talking about, oh, improvement last year, improvement, improvement. You know, and we were like, nah, dude, like they're still getting blown Wide out. Wide receivers like, like, improved. You, yeah, but, you know, this year, if, if, you're, if UTEP is in that game, if in, in each and every one of those games are three, three of the four. Obviously, Texas, we expect that one to get ugly. But three or three of four of those games, even Texas Tech, if the minors are close in the fourth quarter, that's improvement. And that's really what we want to yep. see. Then I'll start believing. Then, you know, the negativity, whatever you want to call it, will wear off. But at this point, I mean, it, it's just difficult. Um, I, honestly, though, I am excited for spring practice just to see, you know, these to see TJ Goodwin out there competing, to see Hardison out there competing. Um, see Dion. I just want to see these guys compete against each other. You know what I mean? It's it's going to be healthy, um, you know, for, because now, you know, to me, Dana Dimmel is almost pretty much Dana Dimmel's team in a sense. You still have a couple of Kugler leftovers. but Not as, many, though. Not, not, many not though. very many, particularly no. on defense. You don't see that many either because, you know, the main ones graduated this year. Yeah. So, you know, you still, have, you still have a few, but, you know, this is probably the first year of the full – Full, almost full transition for Dana Demo, and then we still have a recruiting class to close out and talk about in the next couple of weeks. So yeah. that's going to be interesting. Like we talked about, the Miners did lose two recruits. They also lost another assistant coach. Uh, believe this happened today. First person that I saw uh, tweet this out, Colin Deaver, KTSM. What, what up, Colin? Colin? What up, uh, baby? Matt Rawl, uh, he, he was a quality control coach. So he goes back home to his alma mater, Missouri Southern State D2 program, Um He'll go as an offensive coordinator, and I know a lot of people are like, "Well, you, well, like you're going down, like you're going from UTEP to an FCS." Look, if he was a coordinator, if he was a coordinator, and he went down. Then it's like okay, something's up. But but he's Matt Rawl was a quality. From, he's going from quality control, control to, to quality a coordinator. Players. That yeah, that to me that's I mean, a step up. I mean, I'm sorry, it's, it's a step up. It's it's semi lateral for the for the brand, but it's a step up. You yeah. know what no, I mean? Like, it, no, 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 it's like, a step up because yeah. he he's going to be in a position now where he is uh, making decisions right. on how the game is going to turn out. When you quality control. That you none of that stuff. Yeah, so none of that. Th that's stuff. why I. I mean, it, that, that I think that's great. I, I think, think you know, good for it, him. It, it's good for him, and, and he's from there too. That's where he went to school. So you know, so you're, you're not seeing. I mean, weeks. Obviously, they haven't announced any replacement for the secondaries coach, which obviously for at this point, stock, yeah, at Remington, this point, you know, stock. they're going to. By the way, Hal said that I finally re uh, memorized his name, and he's already gone. And, but you, you, at this point, you know, UTEP's going to hire within. Yeah, they're, you've got yeah, you would they would have already announced it. Um, we still haven't heard anything, not even a rumor um, about any coaching changes. Obviously, like we said, at this point, if it happens, what is UTEP doing? Because like if they, if they lose mean, the OC or the, the DC right now, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, wow. What do you do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. So clearly, God. you know, the coaching staff, they're all going to stick together in terms of, you know, nobody getting canned. 
I guess you can say, yep. you know, it's you safe to say that people have taken other opportunities. Repstock now uh, raw. Um, so as far as anybody getting canned doesn't happen, we'll wait for the spring. Um, obviously, we'll get the full information uh, about more UTEP football information when, they have the when, when we have the media thing for uh, that's already National February, Day. right? Yeah, and that usually rolls it out. Usually, even under with, with Kugler when I covered them with demos, kind of the same thing. They roll out what's going to happen in the spring timetables, who's in, who's out. Um, we'll know how many JUCO guys. I think most of the JUCO guys they sign early should be in, on campus in the next couple of weeks to start the second semester uh but still a lot of a lot of a lot of information best, out there. Base, best case scenario this team surprises the heck out of us like i said that's the I best hope. case scenario I hope. all right uh that's gonna do it for the Puddles miners bro still world champions Todavía. the houston astros you Always. talked about it for five minutes Hey, February, pitchers and catchers almost reporting. Oh, my God. It's it already? Yes, sir. Jesus. I can't Put wait. Put those miners, bro. We out.